listen here, Mr. D fucking fucking Simon. I got a fucking problem with you. This is Flitzy, and and I got some uh, beef to pick with you. Fucking, I hear you open up the episode with the fact that uh, you, um, uh, uh, that nobody cares about your podcast. Well, Flitzy cares. Also, uh, I, I can get my dick in my mouth. So I just want to say that, too, uh, based off of the last guy's caller. Uh, all right, fuck you guys later. Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I am Harrison. It's cracking there, Harrison. Ugh. You know. You know. Yeah. Hey, did you get a job yet? No. You, no? You're still not working? Mm. The reason I'm asking mm. is uh, I came across an article about a potential employment opportunity for you. Okay. That you should consider. Okay, sure. Actually, a fan sent this in. Longtime listener, John. Uh, actually, John uh, from, uh, from the Bay Area sent this in, in to me. He says, more news from America's largest open-air latrine. Yeah. And he's talking about San Francisco. Oh, okay. So apparently, San Francisco, uh, in San Francisco, you can earn more than $184,000 a year for cleaning up feces. Mm. Yeah, they started a poop patrol. The city has a poop patrol now, and workers are entitled to $71,000 a year plus an additional $113,000 in benefits. Hmm. Would you do that? Yeah. You just cruise around mm. like, with like, uh, I don't know, probably like, a, know, like a, one of those high-pressure water guns or yeah. whatever, spraying down the streets, you know, picking up turds. Wear a gas mask. Yeah, you probably yeah. wear a, a whole like suit. Yeah. You know, like a Ghostbusters type of suit. Right. I don't know if you have to pick up the feces and put it into like a container or something, or if you just like, you know, like a dog, like you know, if you pick it up and put it into like a little plastic bag. Can you spray bag. homeless people like they sprayed Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes? You spray them down? Yeah. Like de- ah! de-louse them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that inhumane, oh. but I'm, I was wondering about this. So what if you catch a homeless guy in the act? Do you rub his nose in it? Mm. <laughs> no. Bad vagrant. I, I thought you, you meant like in a trap or something. You got... <laughs> Isn't a... that what they did on like bum fights? Do you remember bum but fights? I don't think they rubbed a homeless no, people's did, nose they, and they'd feces. they like run up onto a homeless guy and just duct tape him up. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, did that. Yeah, and then they or they would yeah they would like uh, hog tie them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or then they'd cause them to like fight or or ride down and like but shopping they do, like, carts. Steve Irwin, he'd be like, ah, oh, we got him here, and you know this one's a, you know. <laughs> I remember just thought that was when that first came out because mm. uh, I think we were doing sick and wrong. That ton of people sent that to us, mm. and I was just thinking, God, that's a brilliant idea. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, and I thought because I'm not a cruel sadist. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't think that would have would have went. All I think that those well. guys ended up in jail, actually. Anyway, so. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I forget why. So apparently, uh, the reason this has become such a big deal is that uh, is it just you know the homeless people mostly live in the tenderloin, and yeah. the tenderloin is just full of human feces, mm-hmm. and that's one thing you kind of get used to when you when mm-hmm. you're 
when you're living there. It's like you can tell when you step into a human turd versus an animal turd just by the consistency. Okay. And usually how bad it just the pungent odor. Mm. But there is just something like when you when you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you just realize like I just stepped in human shit. It's a horrible realization. I don't know if you've ever had that happen. And then you're like, I don't now, think I have, to be honest. You know, dude, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's an yeah. awful realization. Yeah. And then you're like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Because you're in like a city with sidewalks. Like, where are you going to clean off the shit, the human feces off your shoe? Okay. You know, it's it's a terrible ordeal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, understandably, um, San Francisco citizens are pissed off about it, and they've been complaining to the mayor and the mayor. I think her name's like London Breed. She's this new mayor. She Ooh. like went undercover yeah. just to see how bad it was. She said she was horrified by the amount of feces. It's all over the city, not just yeah. the Tenderloin now, because the homeless people have been displaced, so they're all over the city just shitting wherever they want. Now, is that because Starbucks is removing their bathrooms or something? Or? No. <laughs> okay. I don't think in San Francisco, you can't just walk anywhere and, and use a, a toilet in a restaurant. They won't let you in. Really? Even like a white person, they won't let into. I think with Starbucks, kind of, they have to now because since they did that sensitivity training, since they got in trouble. You know, they, I'm not sure if you all, can I've there. noticed like all the Starbucks near where I live. They like the weird people they used to kick out. They can't kick out anymore. They're just like, oh, okay. I, you know, I don't know if they do yeah. that in San Francisco because mm. I've I've actually been that experience or been mm. that situation where you're like, holy shit, I gotta find a bathroom, mm. and you go into like stores and be like, hey, can I just use your restroom? It's like, no, no mm. public restroom, sorry. Yeah. So I mean, homeless people, it's like, where are they supposed to shit? Mm. You know, I always thought they would just shit in the alleys, but now they're very bold. They just shit wherever they want. Right. Um. And so yeah, like the, the one thing about San Francisco that people don't understand. Do you know what the median average income is there? No. Listen to this. On average, a San Francisco resident earns $96,677 a year. Wow. Almost a hundred grand. That's wild. That's like nearly double the median mm. household household income in the US. Mm. But yet their city is covered in shit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should look into Poop Patrol. You know, there's only like, I think it, it's part of like their sanitation department of public works, but only like six people got this job. I wonder if they were like, you know, if you had to apply for it, you know, qualify. Well, it's, it's almost like San Francisco is like a weird sociological example of income discrepancy extremes. I've never know? seen anything like it. Yeah. Just like... Uh, yeah, like the dichotomy yeah. between the, the, the rich and the poor. I wouldn't there. want to move there, though, because it's like, well, first of all, you said it's 70000 or something plus overtime. and the Yeah, it's like 71000 a year plus yeah. an additional 112 in benefits. Yeah, although overtime ain't guaranteed. You know, yeah, but at I mean, any time, it, they could be like, we're, do, we're not doing overtime. But it's a city job. Like, so you, even if I know, you, but if that you happens did a lot it, with you get budgets, a pension. Especially city of San Francisco that probably doesn't manage their budget well. Okay, They'll so like, 71 no a year to clean up shit, you would do that? How much you know, how much it costs to live there? You know, yeah. That's even true. if I made a hundred grand there, I'd still be like, so still probably have to live in a studio. Yeah, I would, yeah. and I would be a roommate situation. Money, so fuck all that. Yeah. Plus, I hate everyone there. So Could you imagine, like, you know, I imagine a lot of people. I remember I had a friend who uh, was a garbage man. He mm. was he worked uh, sanitation in uh, Oakland, and his girlfriend was like embarrassed by it. Like mm. we'd be out, she'd be like, you know, get embarrassed if he was talking about what he did at work. Mm. Whereas, don't you think you'd much rather be like, yeah, I'm a garbage man, rather than I actually am on the poop patrol? Or would you be like telling everybody about that? You just say your sanitation. 
You don't got to go into detail, you know? Dude, you I would to. be like full on like, I'm Poop Patrol, get the yeah. shirt. Mm. I'd want like a whole outfit, like an outfit. You oh, because you could do one with the poop emoji and the and the no sign around yeah, it? Yeah, the no sign. Oh, just like just, ghost yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm on board I would now. want that on a cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd okay. be great. Yeah, yeah. I'd take this really seriously. Mm. I would, yeah, take it really seriously. Mm. Like uh, get like an Orkin outfit or something. Like a a, what? You remember the Orkin man? No. They the sand uh, there's like the guys that would you know uh, uh, fumigate your house, but they had like this whole like evil looking outfit, kind of oh. like what uh, Walt uh, Walter White wore in uh, Breaking Bad when they okay. cooked meth, mm. you know, and they but they had to like pretend that they were like fumigating a home. Okay, it's like something like that. I would want right. like some kind of cool like rom kind of outfit. Sure, yeah, that'd be rad. Anyway, speaking of uh, of. Uh, turds <laughs> I, I can't think of a good segue into our topic no there's not yeah, yeah no i was gonna say like speaking of radioactive turds mm. but it's like i don't think the homeless people are making radioactive turds no they're not yeah so mm. anyway there's no there's no clean clean way to segue into this topic so <laughs> let's just bring it up we're, we're uh planning to talk about the uh the radioactive boy scout that's what, right what why did you think of this like what brought what what brought david hahn to mind for it's you a great question uh i think it was that i I read the book about him called The Radioactive Boy Scout years ago. And uh, I really liked the book. And I think it was like when I was in, I think I thought of it when I was in England because we'd just been doing a series of, you know, we're trying to find like unique topics and stuff. Oh, yeah, just some, yeah. something interesting. But it, yeah. some, did something remind you of that guy? Or I think I heard about he died or something. Oh, okay. Uh, That's I think I read about, about him it. dying and I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. But we had done a series of like, you know, pedophile conspiracies. And then we did that goddamn toy box killer fucking episode. And I'm like, maybe we should do something a little lighter. You know, maybe <laughs> like we should radioactive boy scouts. Yeah. It's a little, you know, <laughs> compared to that shit, it's goddamn Disneyland. Yeah. I know? remember when this happened mm. because th this happened, the, guy, the kid was from Macomb County, which is like, you know, 45 miles south of Detroit, like yeah. Mount Clemens. And I was a freshman in uh, college in, at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Mm. And so this was like a big deal in Michigan. Hmm. And I'm sure people in Michigan remember this. A lot of people might remember it. But this kid successfully built a nuclear reactor in his mother's tool shed. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember at the time, people were like, holy shit. Actually, at the time, people thought it was like a terrorist thing. Mm. You know? Um, they, they thought it was like this kid was doing some kind of terrorist activity and it was like considered like a big deal, like a major threat. But I mean, yeah, they, they, the, the EPA and the uh, FBI had to, be, had to come out there. Yeah. But what actually happened? I mean, what was the deal? All right. So um, he was just this weird kid with a, his mother was kind of like mentally ill and his father was, a, I think, an engineer at one of the GM well, His parents plants. were divorced. Though, they were right? divorced. Yeah. yeah. And his father didn't really pay him much attention. And he clearly had some kind of weird, I don't know, ADD, autism spectrum. He was definitely kind of on thing. the spectrum. This yeah, guy. yeah. Because it was like he wasn't that great at school, but if he became obsessed with like a particular thing, you know, he could well, devote every waking hour to it. And I mean, you that's know. how you can tell he's yeah. like on the spectrum because this kid didn't do that well in school. Yeah, like he had to go to like Macomb Community College mm -hmm. after uh, graduating. But I mean, yeah, he didn't do that well in uh, in uh, English or in math. And but I think he did decent science. But obviously, he was obsessed with science. Right. So there was something going on here. Correct. Yeah. You know. Um, and his stepfather gave him this book. Uh, when he was, I don't know, before he joined the Boy Scouts, 
um, when he was young, like 10 or something like that. And it's called The Golden Book of Chemistry Experiments. It sounds like it's from the 50s or something. Yeah, it is. From yeah. 1960. And it's like, like this is part of it. The golden age of chemistry. It sounds like this. It's like, you, scientist, <laughs> there is hardly a boy or girl alive who is not keenly interested in finding out about things. And that's exactly what chemistry is. Finding out about things and what things are made of and what changes they undergo. What things? Anything. Everything. <laughs> So it, and it, it's very much like encourages you to just like get down and dirty with like household fucking poisons and stuff. But that that was a thing though. Did you have a chemistry set when you were growing up? Um, yes, yes, I did. I wonder if is that something that kids still do to this day? Because I remember when I was growing up, like my parents bought me like my first chemistry set, and I. God, I was obsessed with trying to like light all my yeah. fucking Star Wars figures and He-Man shit on fire and make them melt. Yeah, that's that's all I did with it too. Yeah. Is make shit on fire. I mean, and this was this was I think it's a different time now. I don't think they have that, but they have like I I'm putting up some pictures from the because I actually was able to download a copy of this book. Oh, somehow huh? somebody scanned it, and uh, like this section it's like chlorine friend and foe. <laughs> Where it's like, um, chlorine is of great importance. Um, and it's like got, you know, a soldier from World War I with a gas mask. Chlorine is a friendly gas when it is used correctly, but it is dangerous when used improperly because it infects the lungs. Um, and, well, the, and then and this is the most, uh, the craziest part of this book that, um, that really you could tell like why he had the ideas that he had that he could just like make a reactor and not worry about you know maybe what the consequences or the repercussions are. yeah, yeah the I mean, repercussions. He, didn't even, he didn't even care about it yeah there's a section where they're talking about um marie curie you know like discovering uh radium and um it's basically des describing that do i have it on yeah i have it on here and um and it's like they it describes how they found radium and then it says why tell again the story of the discovery of radium? Because it contains all the features that show the nature of the true scientist. <laughs> Curiosity first. The Curies were curious about the mystery that lay in that grayish black powder. They became obsessed with the desire to find out, not in the hopes of gaining money or fame, but to establish a scientific truth. <laughs> and it, it mentions was nothing. obviously inspired. And it message, mentions nothing about how horribly they died from being exposed yeah. to radium. <laughs> like, like literally how dangerous nothing. it is. But and I a mean, lot of the experiments the are like playing with shit that children should not be fucking playing with. Well, I mean, that's what I was saying. Yeah. The chemistry set that I had, I should not have been playing with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But my parents didn't give a shit about it. Like mm. I had a Bunsen burner in my bedroom and I would right. just like light shit on fire. They didn't right. give a shit about it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I think now mm. parents obviously do, some do, and I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, th this kid, David Hahn, was mm. uh, undoubtedly inspired by that. And uh, he was determined to irradiate anything he could, and he decided to build a neutron gun. He wanted to get his atomic energy badge in the Boy Scouts. And that's, that's why he was doing that this. That was his goal, yeah. What, what is a neutron gun? What is he going to do a neutron gun? Um, apparently, the, the thing he ended sounds up building ominous. is called a, a breeder reactor, which sounds like a gay porn site, but it's not a gay porn site. <laughs> um, <laughs> breeder it, reactor. And, and basically, apparently what this is, is that you... Um, uh, uh, where is it? You use thorium okay 
um, and you turn thorium into uranium. It converts thorium into uranium, um, basically by you use the the neutron gun to to fire it um, at the the thorium, and it basically cooks it into uranium. It produces uranium two thirty three. And he he thought that like when he'd read about, I don't know the breeder reactor, he read about it as like a, a source of limitless amounts of energy. So he's like, oh, I'll make my you know. What was he gonna do s- with it though? He or just to see if he could do it. Yeah, and then I guess he thought he'd show it to somebody, and they give him his fucking Boy Scout badge, you know. <laughs> you think there's other? Why do they even have like a, a nuclear reactor Boy Scout badge or atomic energy Boy Scout badge? I think it seemed to be like a little above what they, they got can do. rid of it in I, the late '90s. I think. Well, what was it go from like tying knots to yeah. like you know starting a, a fire using wood to uranium fucking? I think it was like it was something that badge. probably originated in the late '50s when they're like atomic energy, the wave <laughs> of the future. You know, and probably what it is to how a normal child might do this is like I don't know, write a paper about nuclear power or something. You instead know. of actually making your own breeder reactor, yeah, yeah, instead of in your mother's tool breeder shed. reactor in your backyard. Well, the thing that blew my mind about yeah. this kid, so I was reading about it. Yeah. Uh, there's an interesting article about him called "The Radioactive Boy Scout" in, uh, in I think it was Harper's Weekly. Yeah, that's what the book. Is, they made a book out of it. Like he, oh, okay. he expanded it into an entire. Oh, book. the same author of that yeah, story. Yeah, same author. Yeah. So I was reading in that story. Yeah. So you would think, how does a kid? gain this knowledge i mean obviously he's not a scientist he's never been trained or studied nuclear fission like how's he getting this knowledge and this is what blew my mind about this kid very resourceful uh uh high school student he just wrote to the nuclear regulatory commission the nrc claiming to be a physics instructor at mm-hmm. chippewa valley high school mm-hmm. and they just volunteered all this information <laughs> yeah this guy donald herb offered him tips on isolating and obtaining radioactive elements explained mm. the characteristics of some isotopes he's like and when bombarded with neutrons it can sustain a chain reaction well the, who gives tips like that over the phone yeah no it's completely insane what, what about like when the iranians call him up it's like hello mm. i'm a student <laughs> yeah. at uh <laughs> Chibava high school <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh yeah. So this is how you uh, you uh, isolate isotopes and neutrons. It's just like, what the fuck? I can't believe you'd give information like this. And he not only did he'd that, call he called professors and pretend yeah. to be. Yeah, he called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he found that the there's a tiny amount of the radioactive isotope americium 241 that could be found in smoke detectors Mm -hmm. so he actually didn't know where the americium was located so he Mm. wrote to an electronics firm in illinois and a customer service representative was like i'll help you out with it and i think the (laughs) americium was for 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 the um, uh, the americium and then the thorium uh was from camping lanterns Apparently <laughs> has a small amount of and how he would and it wasn't just find like that out. It was was that how do you find same that thing, out? Calling same, people, same just calling yeah, people, yeah. writing to him, and yeah, and it wouldn't just be like like he'd actually isolate the chemicals because it wouldn't just be like oh here's the element. You'd actually have to like take the smoke detector, take this other thing out, and then like conv- <laughs> you know actually isolate the element from the other elements that are there by cooking it or burning it or something. You know, mixing it with something else. Um, so he was fucking around with some dangerous shit. Also, he used radium from old clocks. <laughs> because if you've ever seen, like, at antique stores, sometimes you get an old clock and the dial glows. And that's because they have, uh, they had radium paint 
Oh, wow. and that's in, what made the, the dial the glow clock. in the old times. And a lot of people died because in the factories they used to. A lot. This is when they where they made these clocks. It was all like girls. It was all you know like twenty year old girls and stuff who were working in these factories. Probably like Jewish and Italian girls in like yeah, nineteen hundred. Before or we uh, outsourced that, right? To yeah, China. And they'd Malaysia. be like they'd be painting the clocks, and then they'd be like they'd be like Shoshana, Shoshana, look. And she'd smile and her teeth would be glowing because she painted her teeth with this shit. <laughs> Died horribly. <laughs> Fucking within a year. <laughs> within a year. And that happened to a lot of girls. Wow. Like just like horrible deaths because they paint the nails with it and they, you know, and they had no protection. Well, they probably gear. didn't even know the yeah, dangers of it. When, when was this? Like a World War II era? Is, uh, like even in before the 40s, then, yeah, 50s? like 1920s. Wow. They stopped, I think they stopped making radium painted clocks around World War II. Well, so he found out about these, uh, the smoke detector. Mm. He contacted a company who sold him a hundred broken detectors mm. for a dollar a piece. So he just bought it. And then, yeah. So then he like figured out how to pull out the americium from mm. it. I guess he put it inside a hollow block of lead with a tiny hole pricked in one side so that alpha rays could stream out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and he learned all this from that guy. Yeah. It's like super DIY atomic science you it's know? like macgyver and he did this all in a shed in his backyard that his parents he's like you guys should stay out of here and they're like okay we're just gonna drink over here well what's crazy <laughs> so I, I was reading here so with the with the uh the lanterns he um he he bought thousands of lantern mantles from surplus stores and blowtorched them into a pile of ash <laughs> to isolate the thorium from the ash he purchased a thousand dollars worth of lithium batteries Cut the batteries in half with wire cutters, mm. place the lithium and the thorium ash together in a ball of aluminum foil, heated it with a Bunsen burner, which purified the thorium to 9,000 times the level found in nature yeah. and up to 170 times the level that requires NRC licensing. Mm. So, I mean, this mm. it, it's amazing that this kid would even figure out how to do that at yeah. the age of what, like 17? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and then he got then he got the clocks, and mm. went to like a bunch of antique stores to get all these clocks. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. And so then, uh, so when he made so when he made this react, this is one thing that kind of blows my mind. I can't believe he didn't turn himself into like the Hulk or something. Like, yeah. what, did he poison himself? Um, like that's gamma up, rays. That's up for debate. It seems like he did. Uh, in in the follow up to the story and in, in what happened about maybe ten years ago, but what what actually ended up happening is he successfully created this breeder reactor, and it was kind of like getting out of hand, and um, basically they had to like uh, I forget the the government agency that the, the new I think it was the EPA yeah the environmental the protection agency they, they came basically over. came to his mother's house. And they basically took the shed, they took it out, and then they took the earth or te like 10 feet down of the earth around <laughs> the shed, and they removed that as well, all in hazmat suits. Well, what's, what's kind of crazy is how they found out about it. Mm. So I guess the, the, uh, his Geiger counter mm -hmm. began picking up radiation five doors down from his mother's house. Mm. So he, then he decided that, I have too much radioactive stuff in one place. I think mm. I might need to disassemble the reactor. Mm. So he hid some of the stuff in his mom's house, mm. left some in the shed, and then packed the rest of it into his, uh, into his trunk of his car. Mm. And then the, the, I guess the, uh, the, the police in 1994 responded to a call concerning a young man who had been stealing tires from a car. When they arrived, David told them he was meeting a friend, and so then officers decided to search his car, thinking he was a guy. Mm. 
And uh, when they opened the trunk, they discovered a toolbox shut with a padlock and sealed with duct tape. And it had foil-wrapped cubes of a mysterious gray powder. Small discs, cylindrical metal objects, mercury switches. Could you imagine these towny police officers opening mm. up this kid's trunk and being like, the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to see the reaction because I mean, what what type of crime do they have in Macomb County? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. <sighs> um, they thought he was uh, building an atomic bomb. Yeah. So they freaked out and they called. Uh, yeah, they called the EPA and the NRC. Mm. Yeah, because they they said it triggered the Federal Radiological Emergency Response Plan, which is just crazy. Which is the same thing like <laughs> that happens like with Three Mile Island. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Essentially. But it is funny to me that mm. they, uh, so they dismantled everything. Mm. Yeah. And they had to like, they, they put the remains after they took the shed into 39 sealed barrels that were mm. trucked to the Great Salt Lake Desert and buried there. Yeah. With other radioactive debris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. Can you like go walk around over there? I would imagine probably they have fenced off. I imagine off, they hopefully. must block it off. Yeah. Um, but he thought in the end, like he thought that he's like, I probably took five years off my life, but that's probably it. <laughs> um, but there's a, let's see if I can cut to something else without fucking losing the goddamn camera feed again. But, um, uh, he got arrested. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Before the arrest, yeah. I read that he was pretty depressed after the whole scandal because it kind of, I mean, it blew up. It was like national news. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was huge in Michigan. Yeah. I remember like our teachers were talking about it and uh, I, I had a, a science, I had an oceanography course and uh, I remember in, in uh, at the University of Michigan and that guy was talking about it because it was such a big deal and people were blown away by it. Wow. And so he became really depressed after the scandal and then... Uh, and I guess the whole problem in the depression is exacerbated by the breakup with his girlfriend and the suicide of his mother mm -hmm. in early 1996. But what I was thinking about this. So this guy had a girlfriend. Do you think he probably irradiated his sperm? Like, I wonder if, like, he knocked her up during this time if they would have had some kind of mutant type of baby. I don't think that's how it works. You don't think so? I think radiation just sterilizes you. Or just kills the sperm. Mm. You yeah. don't think it could like irradiate the sperm and then you shoot your like, uh, you know, nuclear spunk into the girl and then she produces some kind of toxic Avenger? Well, I mean, if you believe, uh, you know, the film The Hills Have Eyes, then yeah, <laughs> that's probably what happens, you know? That's yeah. the only thing I believe. Yeah. <laughs> you got one guy with just like a fucking four foot long head, you know? <laughs> so then so. he went into uh, the Navy. Yep. And so um, he was in the Navy, and then I guess he was in the Marines for a mm. while, and he was honorably discharged on medical grounds, probably because he had irradiated himself. Most likely, And yeah. he returned to Michigan, and this is what happened, and then this is, uh, he got arrested. So what was the deal with that? This is in 2007. In 2007, he got arrested for stealing um, smoke detectors. So was he trying it again? Was he trying to isolate the immersium and build another reactor like what was he doing he was yeah yeah he was um he i think he was well they didn't nobody really found out exactly you know why um because he wouldn't say but it's why else would he be stealing smoke detectors but i know? mean don't you think this kid would have learned his lesson no because if you're like if it's like you're it clearly became a lifelong obsession you know what i mean like if it's like if if that was his obsession in high school and then it's like he's still trying to do it 
it's like he's still it's like a, it's like an addiction he it, had it seems have, like it almost became like an like an like a, almost like an addiction he had addiction. to have been autistic just obsessed yeah. with this one idea although I this just, is like a relapse it's like you have a relapse in that you want to build another nuclear reactor and that's your relapse <laughs> But I just thought like you're building a nuclear yeah. reactor to do something, to produce something, produce yeah. some kind of energy or some kind of fuel. Mm. I think he was just doing it just to have one. Yeah. So he could be like, yeah, I got this nuclear reactor in my one bedroom apartment. Yeah. It's like, why? What do you do with it? Nothing. Yeah. It's just cool to have. It's like, yeah, but you're poisoning everybody yeah. with radiation in your entire building. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the weirdest, the, 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 well, it's not that weird, I guess. But when he was arrested, he, um, and I'm switching to the picture here, cover, face covered in sores. Yeah. And you look at that picture, it's like. <laughs> and if you, if you, anybody else, you'd think like, oh, it's meth. But it's not meth. No, like it looks like a, me, it looks like a meth thing. It's like know? gamma rays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's doing that. That's what it looks like. But I think he had a girlfriend at that time. But it's not meth. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many friends he had. I bet you he had like one fat kid that he hung out with. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think so? It was just like, yeah, man, cool. Yeah. Your yeah. face is looking kind of gnarly, dude. <laughs> and now that fat kid has like no bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up, so he ended up dying only a couple of years. I, I mean, David Hahn died a couple of years ago. Yeah, apparently of, a lot of people assumed it was because of his exposure to, you know, radioactive Radiation, materials. Yeah, but so. his father said it was alcohol poisoning. <laughs> so you know he was only 39 put that to bed yeah he was yeah. only 39 with yeah. that alcohol poisoning yeah. had to drink a lot yeah I mean I, Michigan's a depressing place right but it sounds like this guy this kid had some issues yeah um, <laughs> so it, it's interesting to me they, they wrote a whole book about him yeah so what happens then? does it go into and they were supposed to make a movie about it um, I think they are his, his uh, story was option yeah it was option yeah but what's the story in the book I mean what does it go after it's I mean, does it get a, get to the point where, like, the third act, he gets busted at his parents' house? They don't even they, have the... Oh, oh, you mean... In, yeah. In the book? Oh, okay. His parents' house. They don't have the smoke detector thing. It was written before then. Oh, okay. That came yeah. out after that. Yeah, yeah. That came that. Out. So how did it end? Um, it's just they're talking to, to him, and he's they're just interviewing him about, like... I think this is, like, when he's in the Navy, and he's trying to, like, become... Um, uh, he's trying to become a nuclear specialist. Um, and they're talking about like there's some scientists at the EPA or that who are saying like oh his life has been significantly shortened and oh, he's like no but he says something interesting he's like um, uh, he said he just wanted to make said I just wanted to make a scratch in life I still got time I don't believe I took more than five years off of my life well I think the alcohol took about thirty years yeah off I think life. that's probably what happened <laughs> you know I'm surprised this kid didn't become a super villain. Because yeah. he's got all the makings of an arch villain. He definitely does. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised. It's like, you know, nuclear guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, go, go moves to Afghanistan. And like, I think there's a DC villain. It's, it's like a radioactive skull or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who was the guy in that? Wasn't it uh, in The Simpsons? Radioactive man. Radioactive, radioactive man, boy. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised. Up and at them. <laughs> so the book's called uh, The Radioactive Boy Scout. Yep. Did he ever get that badge? You know, I don't know. I forget. He was. A, I think he did become an Eagle Scout. He did become an Eagle Scout. I hope to Christ he got the badge. <laughs> you know, yeah, at least mm. God. Mm. But apparently, some later on, some kid actually did make a breeder reactor, but in a proper way. 
Oh, in like an actual it controlled got, environment. Like, a grant from Elon oh, Musk oh, wow. about it or some shit. Wait, that's yeah. the kid that was fourteen. That yeah, yeah, it, right? that kid, yeah, yeah. So kid did it yeah. like a fourteen-year-old. I mean, kid. honestly, if I if I was David Hahn and I found out about this fourteen-year-old kid doing it the right way, getting money from Elon Musk, I'd drink myself to death. Too. I was about to say you that's know? probably what provoked him I'd to drink totally himself drink to death. To fucking death. God damn. <laughs> Fuck. God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, people, this is episode uh, 652 here, Sick and Wrong. We have new stories coming up next, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here was sent in by many listeners. I knew as soon as this story came out, because I saw it in the news, and I was like, as soon as this, this story came out, I was like, God, there's probably going to be like 30 people that sent this in. Yep. But uh, the first guy that I, that, uh, I, I came across, the first guy that sent it in to, uh, to me was uh, Graham. So Graham's the first guy that actually sent this in. So I'm going to give credit to Graham. Mad props there, Graham. Although I think somebody posted it. Somebody posted on the Sick and Wrong uh, Facebook page and said, not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) So I thought that was pretty good. Um, Gilbert Mann fakes Down syndrome, hires caregivers to bathe him and change his diapers. Is that his superhero name, Gilbert Man? Gilbert Man. Gilbert, Arizona. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this guy's from Gilbert, Arizona. You know, (laughs) do you have a picture of the guy? Oh, yeah. I don't Look. think he looks the part. Do you think he looks like a uh, like a rotundo, a Down syndrome rotundo? Yeah, I don't think so. No, like I, I think there's degrees of of the physical appearance. Of Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I if mean, I there was... are some people that look that look physically completely normal, and, but have an IQ of sixty. You know. Well, but that's like a low IQ. I wouldn't say yeah. that's you're a you know you have an extra chromosome or whatever. Mm. Is that what it is? You have an extra chromosome. If you have Down syndrome. I don't know. Or if you, I always get that mixed up if you have an extra one or if you're missing one. I don't feel comfor- comfortable speculating about it. <laughs> well, regardless, this guy does not look to me like he had Down syndrome. If, if, I, was like, if, if, mm. if I answered an ad and they were like, yeah, Down syndrome guy needs his diapers changed. And I showed up and I'm like, you kind of look like a, you know, a Mexican guy with a low IQ. I don't think you have Down syndrome. I would do like But a, he doesn't have Down syndrome, right? No, he doesn't. Oh, I would, okay. That's what I'm saying. I would, I would be skeptical mm. just by the way he looks. But apparently, that's a hard thing to call somebody out on. Now, I would, I would You're be like, not really. Yeah. I would be like, we're doing an IQ test, yeah, and I'd ask him a few questions, yeah. like you know, who's the president, yeah, or uh, you, know, you know, how many states are there, something like that, and just find out if uh, if he's really retarded or not. However, one, one fun thing about you know, we say rotundo on this show, obviously for a number of reasons. We came to that decision after long, hard contemplation. <laughs> but the fun thing about New England is. They will never stop saying that word in New England. Oh, really? Retard. <laughs> never, ever, ever will people will the the vast majority of people in New England stop saying retard. <laughs> never. I love the way they pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you know the other thing about this guy too. So not only does he 
not look the part. Yeah. But do you, I just wonder how method he was in his acting. Mm. <laughs> do you think he did the voice? Maybe that's what it was. It's like he was so convincing. Yeah. Like he, he had the voice. He maybe walked like a guy with Down syndrome or something. And maybe that's what convinced him. That picture of him, I'm putting it up again. It begs. I, like I almost did it in Photoshop. It begs to have one of those weird school portraits where it's like you're down here and then your head is in translucent back. in the <laughs> yeah. background. Like it begs for that. It literally begs for it. So Gilbert yeah. Mann is facing felony fraud and sex abuse charges after claiming he had a genetic condition, Down syndrome, and required special care, including diaper changes and assisted bathing. Police arrested Paul Anthony Menchaca, 30 years old, at his parents' home last Thursday. I'm sure his parents are quite proud. Um, according to investigators, uh, the first of Menchaca's three alleged victims, all women, responded in early May to an ad on carelinks.com, uh, which describes itself as a nationwide caregiver marketplace designed to help families easily find, hire, manage, and pay licensed caregivers. So when, when I saw this at first, I was thinking, are these nurses? Like, are these actual nurses? They're not nurses. They're not like RNs. They're like maybe nurses in training. Mm. So these girls were probably like 17 years old. Right. You know, they're young. Mm. So I could see maybe, maybe that's why he was able to uh, trick them into thinking he had Down syndrome. So investigators said the caregiver agreed to be paid by somebody named Amy, supposedly the mother of a man with Down syndrome. So Menchaca was pretending to be Amy when he texted these women through the through through uh, carelinks.com. Is Amy it's, a real person? No. Okay. He, he was saying that's his right. mother I see. and that he's the one mm. uh, who needs to be provided care. I see. Um, they later found out that Amy was Menchaca who was doing this. The caregiver said she provided the requested care, which is help bathing and diaper change on 30 separate occasions at different places around town, not at his home different places around yeah. town like i don't know if he what the i don't know if he like rented out an apartment or wh- whatever but they would show up and well, obviously like there's a bathroom there in the in the bathroom at auto zone or something like what a starbucks <laughs> yeah. restroom i'm not sure now it must have been like yeah. you know they don't really go into detail i don't know if he had like an apartment or something okay. or maybe a couple different apartments i wonder yeah. if he'd borrow a friend's apartment hey do you mind if i yeah. just hang out for a little bit and do hey, some can house I use sitting your place as a diaper fuck pad while you're out of town <laughs> is that cool or what so according to court documents the caregiver <laughs> recalled five separate incidents when machaka was clearly aroused during bathing time mm. and aggressively said his genitals or not cleaned enough. So that also makes me wonder, did he say it in the rotundo voice? Which I don't want to do here because that obviously yeah. would be very, um, um, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be. My guess is no, know. it sounded like he was very particular. Well, know? I'm saying that this guy went full method. He was probably yeah. adopting the rotundo voice yeah. to say it. You know, I want to say it, but I'm not going to do it because I'd be disrespectful. But yeah. I'm thinking he probably was just like, you know, my genitals aren't clean enough, yeah. which makes me, which makes me wonder, like, don't you, sh- don't you think she would be like, I'm not washing your dick again? Yeah. You know, he's meanwhile he's got like a bass bone. You got to take at least three passes at the taint to get it clean <laughs> properly. All right. What did I tell you? I told you this. You know, I was talking to my girlfriend's mom about this story last mm. night. She's a she's an RN. She's mm. a nurse. And she used to do a lot of elderly care. Mm. And she was like, you know, she goes, the first thing 
She's like, my first instinct would be if I saw a guy with a full-on boner while I was giving him a bath, I would stop bathing him. She's mm -hmm. like, because that's rare. And I was yeah. like, really? She's like, yeah. She goes, when you're bathing people, men, you know, in particular, she goes, it's usually very awkward. Mm. You know, they're not like, you know, full on like full mass directions while you're bathing them. And if they are, mm. then something weird's going on. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. like, so I would be kind of weirded out by it. Mm. But it, that's what I'm wondering. Like, what was he just like? My general's not clean. You need to rub the shaft a bit more. Mm. Come on, continue. Okay. It's still a little bit of dirt on it. Mm. <laughs> the second caregiver was referred by the first in July, which is funny to me that she'd be like, hey, I got this client. You can, you can have them. You know, I'm kind of sick of rubbing his boner. Uh, police said she also agreed to be paid by Amy for services, including diaper changes. And now there was a third caregiver who was referred by the first two, and she agreed to the same terms. All three caregivers communicated with Amy about instructions and payment arrangements via text, and that was their only form of interaction with Amy. So they, they never even met Amy, the mother. Mm. They just pretty much like showed up at someone's diaper pad, diaper fuck pad, and there's like a, a guy pretending to be a rotundo with a boner, and they're like, yeah. all right, we're in a diaper. Mm. This is kind of funny, though. So Amy gave, in, gave very specific instructions to the caregivers. Amy asked all three of them to punish Menchaca when he soiled his diaper by putting him in timeout and taking away his privileges. Okay. Yeah. What is timeout and what are his privileges? I'm not quite sure, okay, okay. but, um, but it, she gave very specific instructions, which made me wonder, like at that point, would you be like, well, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Like I have to, you know, I have to, I have to like put him into timeout and yeah. take away his privileges. Uh, she also said that you need to put a butt plug in his anus okay. so he doesn't soil his diapers again. All right. Now that would clue me in. Yeah, that would. Yeah. <laughs> I made that up. Oh, uh, but... oh, cause see, cause I was thinking like. You Harrison's know, like, wait a second, are you reading my diary? Yeah, because I thought like his, his <laughs> I thought like his privileges that had to be stripped away were like the privilege to not have a butt plug horsetail in your ass. You know, that's like, what, oh, nah, you lost just, that privilege. Pal. I just wonder though if, if if that was one of the instructions. You know, if if these nurses would have been like, well, I just had to shove the horsetail butt plug up yeah, there to yeah. stop him from soiling himself. Mm. He was being punished. That's or you have to spank him 46 mm. times. Right. You know, all three victims were paid in cash mm. when they picked him up and uh, dropped him off uh, from, I guess, neutral locations. So they never actually knew where he lived, mm. which is odd to me. Hmm. How did so, they find them? Well, that's the thing. The first mm. caregiver, because all the caregivers knew each other, became suspicious of his behavior. Mm. I think mainly because he had an erection every time they were baking yeah. him. And so uh, she followed him from where she had dropped him off to his home. Mm. And when uh, she walked up and knocked on the door, she's greeted by his actual mother and father mm. and discovered that he did not have Down syndrome and did not require diaper changes. Mm. How disappointed do you think his parents were? <laughs> I mean, they were like, How old is he, this guy? 30. Mm. My 30-year-old son who lives here is now is masquerading as a guy with Down syndrome so he can get these 18-year-old nurse trainees to, to bathe him and, and, wash, and change his soiled diapers. You know, no wonder you are so dead set on not having kids. You've been doing the show for 12 years. <laughs> you just see her every this, single this thing This would like be this. my fate. Yeah, 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 I would yeah, have yeah. a son that would do this. I don't know. What, what do you do? It's like he's 30 years old. I'd yeah. be like, 
You're grounded. Yeah. I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Good God. What a nightmare. Yeah, you're not allowed to watch Friends anymore. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, the guy's 30. I wish I couldn't relate to this story. <laughs> I really wish I could say that in no way can I relate to this story at all. But sadly, I, I can. I thought I re- you weren't into the diaper thing. No, I'm not into the diaper oh, okay. thing. But I remember when I was 14, I was like, I wonder if I could like hire a babysitter to tie me up. I remember <laughs> thinking about this. Had you ever been tied up by a babysitter before? No. Huh. No. Um, and uh, I think I'm, I started making some calls and then determined that it wasn't a feasible Wait, how thing. old were you again? 14. 14 years old. Mm. What babysitter would come over to babysit a fourteen-year-old? Like, were you looking for like a like a senior in high school? I didn't really care, to be honest. Wow. Preferably somebody like under forty, you know. But um, <laughs> wasn't you know? Do you get very specific I mean, I instructions? Called Asia Argento or something. I don't know. You should have called you know? this CareLinks.com. Pretend yeah. to be retarded. <laughs> okay, it would have worked. You would have had to try too hard. But anyway, it um, only got to the making calls stage of the process before I realized it wasn't feasible. It never had occurred to me that it would be a crime. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it would be, to be honest, it's confusing. So. Would it be, well, I don't know if it'd be a crime if you're like mm. asking them to tie you up. Mm. But I mean, they probably wouldn't do it. Mm. I, maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> do you think your parents would be disappointed with you if they found out that you were like into diapers? Or do you think your dad would be like, high five, son, I love you <laughs> unconditionally? I don't know if that's something you get disappointed over, just a mere <laughs> fetish, but it's something like you like probably would alienate them from me somewhat, I would imagine. Oh, you think so? It'd be, yeah. Because yeah. if I, I don't know, if I knew somebody and I found that they were in the diapers, it would alienate <laughs> me from them, definitely, you know? I'd, I it'd be that, hard for yeah. me to get over that yeah it, it would be kind of it, it's just weird it would it's, be hard for me not like if my brother was really into the diaper thing it'd be yeah. hard for me not to bring that up yeah. casually you know in casual conversation it'd just be difficult I'd try to, to just mind wipe it from my mind you know <laughs> so all three of the victims provided statements uh, for Menchaca's initial court appearance one of them spoke requesting a substantial bond she says I fear for my safety in regards to this as well as my family and friends because i brought my family and friends around him which is really odd to me like why is she bringing this guy with down syndrome around her family yeah hey you know what i really want to continue this conversation but i gotta go uh change this guy's diaper come with me we'll just uh you know (laughs) check it out yeah Yeah, yeah. it's it's so much fun (laughs) the fuck i I just don't get it um she makes it sounds like he's a criminal mastermind (laughs) we'll have her snuffed out minchaka requested to speak at his hearing Mm. even though the uh the judge uh said that you know this is being recorded and it's kind of rare for defendants to speak out during this part of the judicial process but he said he wanted to he says i just want to let you know that i am special needs i do have a low iq level and my mom and dad both have paperwork to prove that and i'm starting to talk to my dad about getting me some help and getting me into a counselor and probably like a rehab center to talk to somebody just to let you know I like how he's like prefacing that as if like, okay, that gets you off the hook. Yeah. Dude, you're bathed 30 times with boners by like high school students. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, trained yeah. to be a nurse. Come yeah. on. He has no criminal history, but he's due back in court for a hearing on September 17th. And he got a secured appearance bond of 15 grand, providing that he cannot have any contact with victims. Okay. 
don't know. Mm. You know, this reminded me when I was looking at this. There's a kid who I went to high school with. So when I was in high school, Life Mm. Goes On was very popular then. It was like, I think it was probably the height of its popularity. Mm. Remember that show with Corky? Oh, yeah, sure. So there's a kid named MJ that looked just a lot like Chris Burke. Like okay. the actor, he he didn't have Down syndrome. He just looked like him. Okay, like he just looked like him. So mm. I think I I think you have a picture there, Chris Burke. Hell and yeah. so everybody called MJ Corky. That just became his nickname. Mm. And I remember he tried to fight it. Like he mm. was like he'd get really upset about it, mm. and it just made everybody want to call him Corky even more. But so I, I was thinking about Balmory, it. Apparently, is the person. Don't you wish you could get a signed picture from Corky? You know, I'm good. I would, you wouldn't, if you saw him at like Monster Palooza, you wouldn't, well, I don't know if he'd be at that, but if he was at like Comic Con <laughs> or something, you would get a signed autograph from Quirky. I wouldn't go out of my way to get it. What if know? he was like right there signing in front of you? I get a signed picture of the Leprechaun. I'm good for life, dude. You know? <laughs> but I was thinking about it. Yeah. He's, a, he's not an unattractive guy. Uh-huh. Like for a Down syndrome guy, he mm. probably got a lot of chicks. Okay. Do you think he boned any non retarded? Like non-rotundos. Yes, I do. Absolutely. You think women were into it? He was on TV, you know? I, do you Fucking know... that farting cretin that we had on the other week. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he was getting offers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, all is. you have to do is a mild amount of fame and fucking, come on. Do you, you know, know any women that would have sex with uh, Corky? Do you think uh, Hung Young Terrorists would? For money or for just for the story? Oh, maybe, maybe we yeah. should ask her one of these I'd days. I'd say, yeah, I'd but th- but that's the thing. Like Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. a lot of women are like, oh, he's a sexy dwarf. I'd have mm-hmm. sex with him. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, like, I, do, I wonder if they feel the same way about Corky. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know he's a sexy guy with Down syndrome. I I, I think they'd they'd also have to consider the fact that like I don't know if he has the mind of a twelve year old. Does that make it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, unseemly <laughs> or illicit or I don't know if Corky uh, what Corky's brain capacity is that's a whole other yeah I wonder I wonder how many women in our listening audience or men I guess for that matter would have sex with Corky I bet mm. you sh- Schlitzy would would Doesn't have think sex so? with Corky yeah. yeah I think so for sure at least oral mm. anyway on mm. that note what do you have here for the second story alright so Meow, 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 meow. Oklahoma zookeeper Joe Exotic indicted for alleged murder for hire against an animal activist. This guy is one of the coolest hairstyles I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah, should we play the video? He ran for president. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I'm really bummed that uh, I didn't know about this guy's campaign Mm. until I read this article because I would have voted for him. Definitely over any of the candidates that were running in this past election. I stand by my choice of Andrew Baziago, the time traveler. I don't know. Joe Exotic's mm. pretty great. Mm. But check out this cam- <laughs> the campaign video. I'm Joe Exotic, and today this is not going out to any kind of a presidential candidate or any politician. The purpose of this video today is to let you know who I am. First thing is, yeah. I am not cut. For the people not viewing this... Describe his outfit. Okay, so he's got like a... First of all, he's got crutches because one of his legs, his knee is broken or something. And he's standing He's standing in a in a yard with a bunch of tigers and lions. Yeah, like huge yeah. tigers and lions. Yep, one of the tigers has a stuffed 
bear or something and he's wearing like a shitty aviator jacket that's falling apart and he's got this uh, amazing mullet just amazing blonde like mullet blonde yeah yeah, yeah. almost white in my hair I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had... <laughs> also, a lot of fringes on his leather jacket. Oh, a lot of fringes lot on of the fringe. leather jacket. Yeah. 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 Two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married. Thank God. It's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years. There's just like a lion licking itself in the background. So. I've had some kinky yeah, yeah. sex and I've tried drugs of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida, but I can tell you I paid a fine with the USDA, and that is nothing but a civil fine, ladies and gentlemen. That does not mean that I was accused or convicted of any kind of animal cruelty thing. I built one of the biggest facilities and the nicest facilities for exotic animals in this country as far as a private individual goes. I'm Joe Exotic. And don't forget, this song is I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president. And this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. This is a great song. Is this Ted Nugent? It almost sounds like Striper or something. Ted Nugent is better than that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so there we go uh, Oklahoma zookeeper and one time presidential candidate who calls himself Joe Exotic allegedly tried to have a woman running a big cat sanctuary killed and an interesting thing it's the woman that he referenced. yeah I was about to say yeah. is this the bitch in Florida who yeah. he referenced in the campaign video see yep. that's what I'm saying just watch that campaign video it's like you have my vote I don't even <laughs> care what your platform is yeah yeah but you have my vote his platform you is apparently admit, he, one he can push this woman off to her death from. Just looking know? at the guy, you got to admit, he's as qualified as Trump. Yeah. You know, he probably would do just as good of a job. Mm. So Joe Joe Exotic, also known as Joseph Schriebvogel and Joseph Maldonado, and he's got like 27 names, which is always a sign <laughs> that you could trust somebody. Stand-up guy. Yeah. Was indicted on two counts of hiring a person to commit murder. Um, so for the first count, um, federal grand jury is accusing him of uh, hiring an unnamed person in November 2017 to murder Jane Doe in Florida. Uh, he allegedly paid the unnamed person $3,000 to travel from Oklahoma to South Carolina and finally Florida to carry out the crime. You know, only three, three grand. thousand fucking dollars. It's not even that much. Yeah. I can see 30000 but three grand. And you'd make more in like one day on poop patrol yeah you could sell a fucking lion they're probably worth yeah you know, i was about I don't to know. say Jesus a lion's Christ. gotta be worth more than that yeah um but uh it is unclear what happened to the hitman after the hitman arrived in florida but the department of justice said uh jane doe did not suffer any physical harm hmm. he was also supposed to pay the guy more money once the murder was complete Oh, so three thousand was the initial payment. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, and upon completion, you get the rest of the money. Yeah. So Joe Exotic, for the second count, repeatedly asked a different unnamed person to find someone to murder Jane Doe in exchange for money. Why does he hate Jane Doe? Well, we're gonna get to that. Right. Um, and we we actually know who Jane Doe is. Like, oh, okay. They okay. left her name out of it, but she's come forward and actually said who she is. 
Um, however, instead of participating in the murder for hire plot, the person allegedly connected Joe Exotic with an undercover FBI agent. Oh, okay, which is pretty much the case in all of Every in, single every time, time you hire somebody to kill somebody, yeah. it's an undercover FBI agent or an undercover cop. I, I, you know, that's yeah. the thing. Unless it's like you're related to the person, I don't think they're going to go through with the murder. No, nope. It's always an undercover cop. Yeah, and it's always like a, an a extremely underwhelming sum yeah. that they're being paid. You know, so <laughs> I, like, I just don't get it. Like yeah. three grand. Yeah. I mean, did we do a story in Patreon last week where a, an inmate was trying to get a neo-Nazi to kill a whole family and yeah. he was like, yeah, for like $8,000 yeah. for a whole Not family, even, like, like six people. Was it, was right. it like yeah, six yeah, people? Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. It came out to like $600 a head or something. <laughs> I was, you know... <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so um, uh, Joe Exotic, Maldonado Passage, or his name, one of his many names, uh, previously owned GW Exotic Animal Memorial Park, then met up with the undercover agent in December of last year to discuss the plan, okay? Um, While Jane Doe's identity has not been confirmed, Big Cat Rescue CEO Carol Baskin claims she was the murder target. This is that bitch in Florida. Okay, so mm. she has a cat rescue, like mm-hmm. a legitimate cat, cat rescue, mm-hmm. where it sounds like, what kind of business was Joe Exotic running, like a zoo? It was, he called it the Exotic Animal Memorial Park, and it was, I guess he kind of, uh, you know, built it as a rescue place, but it was more of a, like, come pay and pet lions. Oh, and come in, and so they sedate the, the, the lions so you could take a picture. You ever yeah. notice that? I don't know if it's still a trend on Tinder, mm. but like guys would pose with like a sedated tiger yeah, yeah. as their profile pic. Right. It was like, it became like a, kind of a meme on the internet for a while. I don't know if they still do it, but it sounds like this guy would be like, yeah, here, come pose and pet a lion that's like heavily sedated. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's ethical. It is important to, un- this is what she said, it is important to understand that this is not the isolated act of one crazy bad apple. Uh, she wrote on our website, Big Cat Rescue is a sanctuary dedicated to caring for abandoned and abused cats. And she's been critical of Joe for many years. Ooh, rivals. Yeah. A significant part of our mission has been to stop mistreatment and exploitation of big cats at roadside zoos, particularly those who rip tiger cubs from their mothers at birth to charge the public to pet and take photos with them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, she was against, uh, you know, abuse of big cats. And she said, I've received multiple death threats over the years, including at one point, a number of snakes placed in my mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like this is what happens with zoo people have a fucking disagreement when zoo people got beef, you know, it's like Dr. Doolittle over here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put a, let's put a cobra in her mailbox. Yeah. That'll teach mm. her to mess with me. Mm. So what was Joe Exotic doing? Like going to like malls and bringing like his tiger cubs and paying, like charging people like 10 bucks for a Polaroid? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know? where, where do guys like this get these animals? I don't know. I don't know if he goes to Africa, you know, if he's like fucking... I, I don't get it. Poacher. Yeah. Ulysses Claw, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's trying I to do. I just wonder like where you mm. come across... Like, uh, yeah, I don't understand how you uh, end up adopting or rescuing one of these big cats. Unless, mm. I mean, they, they get them from drug dealers. Well, uh, apparently Shri Vogel, Joe Exotic, 
uh, ran, in her view, one of the most notorious cub petting roadside zoos in in the U.S. When the one he, in Oklahoma he ran, and he also operated um, a traveling exhibit that would bring cubs to malls throughout the Midwest. Okay, so he was bringing the cubs to malls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is rather cruel, right? Um, when Big Cat Rescue educated the malls about the miserable life this created for the cubs, and the malls started canceling Shri Vogel's traveling exhibit, he retaliated by naming his traveling show Big Cat Rescue Entertainment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. In order to confuse the public into thinking the show was operated by Big Cat Rescue. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. He like totally flipped the table on her. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, she tried to cock block him at the malls here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's quite a revenge on that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, he has so many qualities to be president. Oh, yeah. He really does. Um, Brilliant leader. By the way, somebody on the live stream said, I like how Harrison is trying to be like Wackerly with all that nerdy stuff back there. Nerdy stuff back there. You know, oh, all my you. giant maquettes of, of, of Dark Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is you actually know. Harrison's room. Yep, this, this is, is his bedroom. Room. My house, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. at Harrison's house right now. That's mm. where we're recording. And he is a big fan of Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one of those Phoenix outfits that you wear around the house? Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. yeah, just to do the dishes. <laughs> the crotch cut out. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so in 2011, Big Cat Rescue sued for violations of its intellectual property rights, and in 2013 was granted a consent judgment for over $1 million. Whoa. So that's what he was bitching about in that video. As if Joe Exotic has a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Although he's, he must have something. Well, yeah, he's got I mean, a land he's and got a bunch of tigers. Tigers and shit, you know? Um, litigation to collect on the judgment has been ongoing since then in Oklahoma. Mm. So it's hard to collect on these things. Um, so Baskin uh, thanked the FBI, blah, blah, blah. Um, if found guilty of murder for hire, uh, Joe Exotic could be imprisoned on each count for up to 10 years. So, yeah. I think he'd have a lot of fun in prison. Don't you think so? I think he'd enjoy his time in prison. Yeah, I think he would, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was, uh, yeah, pro-choice, pro-LGBT rights, uh, pro-guns, yeah. you know, um, yeah. Pro-owning big cats. And he said, uh, we're, he's built one of the biggest facilities and nicest facilities for exotic animals in this country, as far as a private individual goes. I've had a lot of kinky sex. I have judgment <laughs> against me for some bitch down in Florida. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. I would have voted for I'm him. Broke as shit. I would have mm. voted him like unquestionably. I think. I think I would have been like, oh, it's a guy named Joe Exotic running for president. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I really wish we had been aware of this guy back then because we should have interviewed him. Yeah. Totally. Now it's too late because it sounds mm. like he's gonna be in prison. He's gonna be in prison. President of the cell block. Mm. <laughs> I think he'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, people send your stories. Stick around podcast at uh, gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. Stick around hotline 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, but first, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle. I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, 
in my Luke Eric's disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle d-i-d-d-l-e I am now a new man. So we got a few phone calls to get to uh, the Sigurong hotline here. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. The first call we have here is, you know, we got a call from him a little while ago, and I forgot to play it. Mm. And then he called back uh, just this week, and it's great to hear from him. Trucker Paul. Trucker Paul? Mm. Legend. Legendary Trucker Paul. Legendary figure. Let me load him up here. And here we go. Hey, sick and wrong, Trucker Paul. Hey, I noticed uh, a little trend over the years. Uh, do you seem to, um, you know, you go and you have Taco Bell and you get diarrhea. Mm-hmm. And this last episode, you're talking about doing mushrooms and having diarrhea. Can happen. And, all right, on a personal note, I go out. I, you know, I'm a trucker, obviously, and I go, I eat all kinds of weird freaking food, questionable Truck food, stop let's food. say. Mm. And I barely ever have diarrhea. Wait a second. I think I call bullshit on that. This is the guy who would tell us stories about having to shit into a Walmart plastic bag. Like, whole, while he's driving, he would, like, full-on shit into a Walmart bag mm. and then throw it at a Prius that was driving the highway, of course. But I think you've had diarrhea more often than uh, than you're than you're telling us here. Okay. Especially think about the food that they have at truck stops. Some people have got iron guts. You know, yeah, maybe I mean? he has like a cast iron stomach or yeah, something. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I, I just want to diagnose. I mean, Lord knows Jews are more susceptible to that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. IBS yeah. is like something yeah. that just runs in Ashkenazic Jews. Right. And we all have it. It's all to the some degree. fucking they used to do, you know? UD. And I think that maybe you need to go and see your sister's IBS doctor because I'm worried about you. That's a lot of <laughs> diarrhea, especially for a vegetarian. I, I mean, it, it's weird. Eat more cheese or something. I, I don't know. I love you guys. Adios. Lick my balls. Well, there you go. He's my new dietitian. I feel like the ball. cheese would not help. <laughs> well, wouldn't it constipate me? I thought cheese makes you more, your bowels more irritable. Because there's that weird theory that like, uh, my ex, most recent ex-girlfriend had this thing where she'd, like, she didn't eat dairy just because like, everyone is technically lactose lactose intolerant intolerant, because you're not supposed to I don't know you drink milk when you were a baby and then you're not supposed to that's it you're supposed to be done with it maybe I have a gluten allergy or something maybe that could be yeah yeah you know I you know I don't I don't know like I I was thinking about this I have had a lot of loose stool recently Mm. I was actually talking about this to my girlfriend because she was saying that I spend too long taking a shit 
Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I think guys do that in general. Yes. Because you read and you sit in there. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, like Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like you go in there and it's your fortress of solitude. Sure, yeah. It's like I don't have to deal with you. I don't have to deal with that fucking retarded cat that we have. I don't yeah. have to deal with anything because I can yeah. just sit in there and I can like read shit on my phone. Right. And she's, because she's like all business. Mm-hmm. Like she goes in mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. poops like, Two minutes comes yep. out done, yep. and she's like, "But you're in there for twenty minutes. I'm not in there for twenty minutes. Probably like ten minutes at mm. least." But I was thinking about this. I've had a lot of loose stool recently because I've been drinking a lot, mm. and I've noticed like when I drink a lot, that's what fucks up your guts. Sure. And I, I eat uh, excessively spicy food. Mm. I think the combination. Do you like? Do you eat a lot of spicy food? No, I don't like spicy. Do you food like at spicy all. food at all? No. We had a we Maybe. went to an Indian restaurant the other mm. day, and they were like. How do you want the food? And I was like, uh, like, how would you like it prepared? And my girlfriend didn't like spicy food. She's like, very mild. And I was like, very spicy. Mm. And so he brought it out. Holy shit. I thought I was going to cry. Mm. Like, they, they are serious about their spices. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I was like, I was like shitting molten fire out mm. of my ass. So maybe Trucker Paul has a point there. Jesus. Yeah, maybe I need to lay off the drinking, you know, uh, mm. and uh, the spicy food for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. All right, thank you, Trucker Paul. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your concern. Next call we have here is uh, good old Schlitzy calls in uh, with a, quite a revelation here. Oh, Schlitzy. <laughs> okay. Yo, Schlitzy again. Fucking so, one of my coworkers walked out, and I certainly do not want him to overhear what I'm saying. But okay. He works at Wendy's, by the way. No way. He works at Wendy's. This guy makes food. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Could you imagine if you're like about to order like, I don't know what kind of food they have. They have those square hamburgers. Mm-hmm. I always thought those look good. Wendy's is one of those places like when you do, when you end up in a sober living. Um, okay, maybe not you, but like when someone like me ends up in a sober living, they make you get a job. And Wendy's is usually the place people- Where they just hire degenerates? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. According to the last guy. Like McDonald's hires rotundos. When these hires degenerates, it's a I, thing. I told you about uh, my friend Kessler when he was like really in his junkie years in mm. Chicago. He was doing those. He was going to a place that like hired like nighttime labor jobs. Mm. Like you could go there. It didn't matter if you were mm. like an immigrant or whatever. You could just mm. show up and they would give you a job overnight. Mm. And uh, you would uh, just get paid in cash mm. usually. And so he went to this one. He said that uh, he went to, it was like a Domino's factory. And they had to push the dough into pans. Mm. He's like, dude, these people were fucking homeless people, crackheads, who had just like been scratching their ha- ass, like smoking crack, and then coming in and patting the dough mm. into pans. Uh. He's like, I'll never eat a Domino's mm. again. I've never eaten Domino's mm. since. But now I'm not going to go to Wendy's. Okay. <laughs> Being able to blow himself. I've got this disease uh, in my spine or whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't know. Disease is not the right word. But um, I have reverse scoliosis where scoliosis, your spine curves inwards. Mine curves outwards. And I can get about half my dick in my mouth. And I have tried to blow myself, but it does not fucking uh, feel good at all. It's weird. It's awkward. Well, he doesn't like his own technique. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Too toothy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quit yeah. biting the tip. Yeah, yeah. Man, Jesus. Never to completion. Um, but I can certainly provide a photo if you want proof, D. <laughs> That's right. the last thing I yeah, ever want to see. I'm good. God. Uh, you know, I, I do know some other people that can second blow themselves. 
that I've met over the years and having weird conversations. And, you know, if you want, I will send you a photo of me making an egg with the chick in my mouth. And also, I wanted to... <laughs> making eggs? Did he say making eggs with his dick in his mouth? Yeah, that's what he said. Wait, so he says he has reverse scoliosis that allows yeah. him to blow... That enables him to blow himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... But I, he doesn't I, like it. He said he... I'm weird. sure there are mm. some people out there that can do it. Yeah. Do you think he has, a, a, like, an abnormally large dick? Or do you think he has an average length average, dick? Probably the guess. Yeah. So it's just he's just very flexible. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I bet you that's but he how said he. It just he doesn't. It doesn't feel good. He said it feels weird. Almost well, like of course if you're, you're sucking your own wires, dick. You know, almost I feel like crossing wires, and it's like it doesn't. You're feeling the sensation of your dumb dick in your mouth, but you a mouth on your dick, and it like you know. I don't it doesn't see. Work. I don't I see can, how see it could that. feel good that. in that position, like being yeah, all yeah. like bent over mm-hmm. and contorted mm-hmm. with your dick in your mouth. Man. A reference. Uh, uh, Harrison wanted to know when. Uh, that a whole kidnapping rape happened to happen in like 0405 ish. Um, the gang I was in was the Black Kings. Um, who kidnapped me? I don't, I don't fucking. Did he say the Latin Kings or the Black Kings? The Black Kings. Okay. Do you think they knew that he could blow himself? And that was like the entertainment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I don't remember what gang that was, um, but there was, you know, a lot of fucking gangs back in Camden back then. And seriously, Dave, like, you know, Slippy gives a fuck about this podcast. I've been listening for a long time. I tried to figure out how long I've been listening, but I, 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 it goes further past what is currently on uh, the RSS feed for um, fucking sick and wrong. So, uh, hmm. you know, if, 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 the, if this gives you any solace, one person in the world gives a shit. You guys are like the closest thing I have to friends in in, in this world God, right now. Depressing. So go fuck yourself, D, if you, know, if you think nobody cares. And you also got a goddamn Patreon following, which I know isn't what you'd love it to be. But, you know, people give you over $1,000 a month. So you should fucking take that back, you fucking cocksucker. All right, fuck you guys. Keep it, keep it wrong. Also, fuck Lance Wackerly. I do appreciate that's what keeps me going Schlitzy because Mm. you listen to the show while you're trying to suck your own dick Mm. and that's what keeps me going Mm -hmm. that does that Mm. (laughs) that keeps me enthusiastic about doing this fucking podcast every week yeah (laughs) and I do appreciate obviously I appreciate the Patreon I was just making a crack because I was about getting a retarded cat that was mm. that part of the joke. I do appreciate the Patreon. Well, it's it's not like that's something you don't say every hour that what I'm is, with you. That, you about know? the Patreon? Yeah, some complain about it. No, you know? why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you brought it up at least twice since since I got here today. You know, I bitch about yeah. it every time. It's down twenty four dollars. <laughs> Can you believe it? We are growing <laughs> negatively, though. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's just like, "Fuck these guys." Mm. <laughs> However, I do appreciate people supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, how much? Like, I think if if for some reason I was able to suck my own dick, and it was a disappointing experience, I just slip my wrist in the bathtub. Because <laughs> what it, you know, like what if that's the dis, you know, if you could do that, and then that disappoints you, everything in life will be disappointing. Yeah, I was nothing about will to be good. Say, you everything th- will be terrible. You, I forget the comedian who said that. Uh, was it Bill Hicks who said if you could suck your own dick, you would never leave the house? Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, could you imagine if you were bad at sucking your own dick? That's like being shitty at jerking yourself off. I don't think it's necessarily that he's bad at it. I think it's just necessarily that it doesn't actually work out in practice because 
It just doesn't feel good? It doesn't feel good. I think, I think what it is, it's like it crosses signals in your brain. Because you feel a dick in your mouth, and you feel a mouth on your dick. And it's like, malfunction. I don't know. I'm That's sure. That's what it sounded like he was saying. I think it's his technique. Didn't he? Uh, did, it's not his technique because he motherfuckers pay him to suck their dicks. Yeah, so but he, they're probably know, dissatisfied with his technique. Maybe it's like he doesn't do, it, do the swirling motion with if his you, tongue. If you do it, you, <laughs> <laughs> too uh, too much teeth going on there. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Schlitzy, yeah. thanks for uh, calling mm. in. Good day. Um, and, and don't throw your back out, man. Yeah, you already have reverse scoliosis, That'd whatever that is. It'd be even sadder. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want you to miss your shift at Wendy's. Mm. God, I wonder if the Wendy's man, if like when he was applying for the job, they're like, you have any special skills? And he's like, mm. well, I can suck my own dick. Mm. Like, do you think he wrote that down on the resume? <laughs> Maybe. I hope not. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, last call we have here. This is a brilliant, it's a shit story. And I know it's uh, one of your favorite uh, segments on the show. But this is, a, is an exceptional mm. shit story because... Werner Herzog called it in. Didn't the girl who played Pippi Longstocking go on to be in a porn? Did she? Yeah. I don't know. I, and I get, I, I, I'm thinking about this because I always get Wendy, the girl on the sign, confused with Pippi Longstocking. But I, I feel like she was in a porn. Am I crazy? A, is that the one who... Who is the 80s actress? Was that Pippi Longstocking who got a breast reduction? No, that was Punky Brewster. Punky Slay Brewster. Pun- yeah. And, and I, and I got to say, I have a fucking weird problem. Um, yeah, it's a crime against nature. I'll see people. Tammy Aaron. Yeah, she had, no, she, it was a sex tape. That was a sex tape. 2013. It was yeah, a sex well, tape. Yeah, she was probably trying to get famous. Yeah, she was, uh, she was in Pippi Longstocking in you 1988. Know, the 1988 one. Don't fault women who make sex tapes, because yeah, at least they're I showing don't. some initiative out okay, there. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, trying to get ahead. Yeah, literally. Okay. <laughs> All right, last call we have here: mm. Murder Herzog mm. shit story. Okay, it's a very moving shit story, very dramatic. Dear Sick and Ron, uh, I I have just a terrible, uh, sad shit story for you there's nothing funny about it it's just sad Uh, and it might annoy Harrison a bit and uh, that's what may may make it worthwhile okay I only have two and a half minutes left so I better get started Uh, my girlfriend at the time had uh, some sort of bowel issues recurring bowel issues where she would uh, very unexpectedly get explosive explosive diarrhea and (laughs) she got it while driving to work one morning and she was she she felt it coming she was very anxious about it Uh, so she had me on the phone with her and uh wait a second she's having an explosive bout of diarrhea and she called Werner up on the no, phone no i thought it was she was on her way to work or something yeah but she, she like had him on the phone to talk like for him to talk her through it i don't think she was shitting at the time that yeah, she was driving a- and she had to shit she had to, wait so she wasn't actually shitting that but if it's explosive diarrhea you don't have control over it it's going to come regardless 
You could you can delay it. But what what is the benefit of calling him to tell him about it? That's something my sister would do. Mm. My sister loves to call Jer when mm. she's having diarrhea. Mm. Just loves to call him and tell him about it. Jesus. So I'm wondering if this mm. if this woman was doing something like that. Possibly. I was trying to talk her through it, and <laughs> but it came to a point where this was only going to go one way. She would have to. She would shit herself in the car, and there was nothing she could do about it. And she had no, nothing to shit on or in, and not a. See, this makes sense to me because if you listen to this guy, you know, she could call him, and he would talk to her, and maybe she'd just get so sad that um, she wouldn't even have use of bodily functions anymore. Were you saying the melancholy of his voice? Uh huh. It would yeah. just like mm-hmm. put her into like a stupor where yeah. it wouldn't even matter. Right. Because she didn't have shit anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It would calm her raging bowels. Yeah. Just a, a, a create some kind of a existential Schrodinger's cat situation where he's shitting like a, or not shitting wouldn't even matter. You know? He's like a modium personified right. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no uh, plastic bag or anything. It, it just ended up on the seat and... I stuck with her in the phone. I I, I don't think that she meant for me to, to do that, but I stuck with her, and I just had a, just heard her sad, sad noise as she <laughs> spoiled herself. Oh my god! I love how he's like, and I heard her sad, <laughs> sad noise yeah. as she soiled. Like what? What kind of noise are you talking about? Like grunting, or do you think just like, uh, like this like elongated wail? Yeah, you know, just That's like amazing. as as she soils herself. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's if they share a car because that would be a concern to me. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, and the car, which uh, we did our best to clean up, and we did manage to. To get the smell out eventually, but it was forever dubbed the poop car after this incident. So that's just a sad, yeah. sad shit story with no entertainment value in it whatsoever. It's just sad. Beg the difference. And it there. is only three minutes. Thank you and goodbye. Okay. Would that eventually kill the relationship for you? Like, if it's something you had to deal with on a semi-frequent basis. Very possibly, yeah. I don't think I... Mm. I'm kind of an OCD guy when it comes mm. to cleanliness. Mm. I would have issues with it. Mm. Especially if it was like we shared a car and mm. it's like, great, now I got to sit in the stained brown seat. Mm. Like, I would be like, you know, this is not... And then he was saying how like they would clean it together and he'd call it the poop car. Like, it's like mm. a joking thing. Mm. Obviously, Werner Herzog had some issues with it. You could tell by the tone of his voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got part two here. Oh, part two. Yeah. And just to to add a bit, just how sad the situation was. Very sad. Uh, she was... I felt the story. I had a, a bit more time, and I'll try and get some more information in. She was in a quite a public place. I think she emergency stopped at a gas station she had no towels she had no paper towels she had nothing to clean up with Uh, so she just had to go home in her shit stained clothes and 
walk up the uh, staircase to her apartment and take a shower and then take it from there. So it's even sadder. Yeah. Yeah, we got to put some strings behind this or something. You know? Like, well, thank butt? you for the addendum. Yeah, That's Jesus like. Jesus Christ. God, I kind of want to kill myself now. Jesus. You know, I got to say one thing. Women, I guess I don't know if she was wearing a skirt because mm. that could have been a little messy. Mm. But a lot of women wear very tight jeans. Mm. So don't you think that would contain I think the could. feces? I think it could. So if you're wearing like really tight jeans, you shit yourself. It's probably not going anywhere. Sometimes I'll see women and I think they're wearing yoga pants. And then it turns out to be like just super tight black jeans. Oh, that that looks like yoga pants. Yeah, yeah. That I actually think they're yoga pants. Can you tell if there's a load in there? <laughs> no, I think it would act. You know, I think it's like a compression chamber. You know, like uh, you know. God, that yeah. that is that is terrible. I'd mm -hmm. like to know, uh, Werner, how long the relationship lasted. Mm -hmm. Like, is it something? Did you guys live together? Mm. Did you share a vehicle? Is this something that eventually, like, is the reason why you uh, you you went your separate ways? That's yeah, what I want to know. I think feces exposure has a shelf life with me. You know what I mean? Prolonged yeah, feces yeah, yeah. exposure. If I have yeah. to deal with it too much, it's like, you know what? I I don't know what I can do. And I'm the other thing... I'm going to save this shit for when I'm fucking old and I have to deal with it. You know, like why or why I have a baby or something, you know? You know, uh, there was a girl that... Uh, this is like... She was trying to be the sick and wrong intern. Longtime fans might remember this. She like contacted the show, said she wanted to learn how to podcast. Mm -hmm. So me and Lance were like, yeah, you can be the intern. And so she yeah. basically just got us beer okay. and like kind of hung out. Mm -hmm. But one time we were talking to her about, about like uh, her boyfriends and yeah. she was actually kind of a cute hip looking girl. Mm -hmm. And she had like a series of like these punk rock dude boyfriends. Mm -hmm. And she said they would like this one guy in particular would just get so drunk. He would just shit her bed. Yeah. And this happened like a more than one occasion. Like this okay. happened like a few times. And she's like, yeah, we clean the sheets, throw away the sheets or whatever. I was like, that would be a deal breaker for me. That would be a relationship killer if I was getting shit on by on a regular basis. Yeah. Not even regular, like once a month. I wouldn't be down mm. with that. I, I also only have like two sets of sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so like that would like really... <laughs> Like if, if something happens that forces me to go to Target or somewhere I try to avoid going whenever possible, deal breaker. Yeah, that that would be a, That's deal, a deal breaker. breaker. Like I have to go to Bed Bath and Beyond yeah. to get sheets because oh, you soiled that. my sheets. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I want to find out. Let me know, Werner, how the relationship ended. Uh, people can call Sicker on Hotline 323-522-4032. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Harrison and I are putting out like I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes of extra content every week. We even post an unedited version of uh, the recording of the show there too, as well as uh, some outtakes. This week in particular, you'll enjoy the outtake because Harrison was talking about a, uh, a date that didn't go too well. No. <laughs> I just don't want to give anything away, yeah. but it didn't go too well. No. So if you join up for Patreon, you can uh, get a, an extra story, some extra phone calls, and the outtakes that we, uh, that we post every week, and we appreciate the support. Finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week is a, a, a band that actually I have only heard like a couple songs from on some, some obscure compilations, but Harrison brought this to my attention. Really cool band, mm. Family Fodder. Yep. They're like a 
post band, post punk band from the UK. Yeah, like circa what late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song here is called "Fuck You Till I'm Dead," mm. and I got I got to admit it's quite catchy. Yeah, dude, you just got one of the records, right? Yeah, I did. I love uh, I love how they have that record came out. It's called Greatest Hits, right? But that's just the name of the album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really yeah. a greatest hits record. Yeah, uh, but a really cool band actually, mm-hmm. Family Fodder. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna end the show here with "Fuck You Till I'm Dead." Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with uh, episode six fifty three. Until then, take it sleazy. Number did I call? Oh shit, wrong one.